Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Getting back into the show here, inflation. That's been um, well. That's been the story of the year for Canadians, right? We've talked about it so much, and even though it's certainly slowed down in a number of areas, it is still a major issue for millions of us, especially for lower incomes. Canadians obviously hits them harder. Making matters even worse, it's at the grocery store where perhaps the most dramatic increases are being felt. Inflation may be at its worst when it comes to food prices. There are concerns that's going to have. Uh, a real long-term impact on the health of Canadians. To find out why, we're going to chat now with Shahadul Islam, who's an associate professor in the Department of Anthropology, Economics, and Political Science at McEwen University. Shahadul, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. You are welcome. Thank you. You know, I think we're all feeling the pinch when it comes to this, uh, I don't know, inflationary cycle that we're going through right now. And I think that's because we're talking about the essentials, the must-buys that are being hit hardest, right? Yes, yes, that's true. And and the most interesting thing is, you know, when only food price increases, people typically try to divert budget from other places to food. For example, energy, for example, your residential costs like rentals or mortgages. This time, you don't have that, that much opportunity a whole lot, you know, because inflation is in the other places too. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, ju- that's the problem. Yeah, when we talk about rising interest rates, I mean, that's a big factor we've been talking about a lot. That affects the price of housing. So, so it's not just food, right? Right, right. Yeah. Now, this has been going on for, well, I mean, several months now. What have we learned? Like, if we take a look at some of the choices that Canadians are being forced to make when they go to the grocery store, or maybe don't go to the grocery store, what kind of choices are Canadians being forced to make, specifically around food and inflation? Well, well, there, there are a couple things. You know, it, it depends on individuals. I mean, not everybody is going to make yeah. the same choices. Uh, some people are uh, looking for store to stores to find a, a cheaper option. Some people are going to go for, well, let's go to a frozen stuff instead of having the, the fresh uh, vegetables and fruits. Uh, some people uh, are trying to avoid. Some people are switching from one to the other. So it, it, it depends on the circumstances. And, and also, uh, there is no, in fact, a particular panacea that we can prescribe that you follow this and you will get over this. No, there is there is no such thing. And and it varies from one day to the other day as well. You know? Right. Uh, so th- there are times you might see that one particular good is sold for uh, a pretty high high price. For example, I, I just looked at onion. You know, one day you will say that onions are sold for uh, 25 pounds at $5. In two days after, you'll be saying onions are sold for dollar a pound, which is like four times. Yeah. So sometimes you have to make a little bit of a clever um, uh, decision that when you find something for sale and if you can save it and store it for a couple of days, rather have those things and wait for a few more days. Um, you know, and what about just the fact that we often get steered to less nutritious choices, right? I mean, we know that. I mean, some of the highly processed foods, the mass-produced foods, they're just downright cheaper. Yeah. 
that that that's another thing. You know, that's 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 the the uh, principal impact that we see on health because. Cheaper is only one option, but yeah. you also have to think about the nutrition. You also have to think about the food quality. Sometimes you get the nutrition, what you get, but at the same time, you get some additional extra thing, which is kind of a junk food, you know. Yeah. You don't want to do that either. So it's it's a pretty tough decision. Sometimes we think it is easy. It's not actually easy. Uh, and a lot of people are going through those those kind of things, in fact. Yes. Uh, and so what's the worry in terms of what that does to the health of Canadians, a situation like this? Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty simple. You know, if, if this food price inflation is primarily affecting severely to the marginally income people, the low income people, uh, those who live on fixed income, and many of those are younger families raising children. Yeah. And if we cannot give sufficient nutrition to our children, we are not allowing them to grow to the extent they are supposed to be. So today's children, if they are malnourished, or I, I probably malnourished a bit too harsh, but if they're poorly nourished, their health and mental development and everything is going to be poor. So that's going to affect our nation as a whole. So it's, it's, it has a long-term impact. I mean, the impact may not be so severe, may not be so apparent at this time, uh, but we see that it may have a severe impact in the future, which might even cost more to our health care, more to our economy. No? What, what kind of timeline would be needed to create that kind of a long-term impact? I mean, if this is a short-term, and it's already gone on for several months, but um, are we already into the stage where we're going to see kids that are, well, essentially malnourished, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that, that's possible. I mean, even in Canada, we live in a developed country. We are fortunate to, to live in a very good, stable country. But there are people, they are actually having a very difficult time to uh, have their nutritious food in their table or mm-hmm. supplying to, to their growing children. I mean, they may not, there may not be 100% people, 90% people, but my question is, even though if there is 5%, we should not be allowing that. That's what it is. How do we prevent that? What is there something we can do? Right. That's that's that, that's a very good question, and I know that that there is no uh, one particular solution that we can prescribe. As as I was selling, saying, there is no uh, one panacea, but we all can play some roles. And and the first thing that I think as an academics, I think if we try to to make sure that we all understand what might be the repercussion of this, then we will try to to uh, minimize to the extent we can. So the first thing is to create the awareness so that we all are aware that we need to make sure that our children are getting nutritious food despite uh, having all these inflationary pressures. And the inflationary pressure to minimize that, we all also can play uh, some role. Like as consumers, we can shop from different places exactly by the same way. The producers, the, the, uh, all the, the middle people, those who are suppliers, grocers, and everything, they all can take some share of their side to make sure that our nation is not going to be malnourished in the future, even though if that's a small percentage. Okay. So it's, it's a responsibility to all on us. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, though, I mean, time is short. We should be doing this weeks ago already. And I, I don't know if that kind of, I mean, we're definitely seeing, you know, the provincial government here stepped up with all kinds of funding for the food bank and things like that. But it should be an all hands on deck approach. I think, I mean, and, and it has to happen now, right? Right, right. It, it it had to happen even before. I think now it's already late. So we don't want to yeah. get late more. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, Shahrul, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here today. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.